0: A lot of people uh, talk about you, Travis, you know, how extreme can, can the vocals get? People say, we included, Travis was doing this like <laughs> 20 years ago. You were a myth.
1: We've been the, the, the tortoise, uh, you know, the whole time, and the hairs just keep running by and falling yeah. off and you know, then we're just like... Doo, doo, doo,
0: doo. I, I saw no point in, in doing uh, what everybody else was doing. Use EMG pickups because they help you get the heaviest tone possible. Head over to emgpickups.com and use my promo code HEAVY at checkout and get 15% off. And then once you write the heaviest song of all time, head over to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Garza and save 30% off your membership to get all your songs on all streaming platforms. And now to the heaviest podcast of all time. Some people are proud of where they're from. I'm proud to be from there because you know, I mean, you, you probably played Showcase a bunch. Oh yeah, and I was like, man, I miss go- that place, man. It sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks. It's gone. It you was fucking like incredible venue. Yeah. And now, now that I've seen quite a few, it's like, damn, we was, I was spoiled. Yeah. All these sick bands just down the street,
1: and it's just weird that there was never anything that came along to take its place. That's what I never understood. No. Because that was a sick spot forever. Everybody knew to go down there yeah. or go up there from San Diego. You know? Yeah. Like, it was that middle point between, say, like, San Diego or North County, where I'm from, mm-hmm. and L.A., you know? But you don't have to go all the way up the 5 and get stuck in traffic and all this crap. You can kind of go up the 15, and there's a little bit of stuff in the Inland Empire or whatever, which is massive. It's just weird there's not there's not more stuff going on, like, in that area as far as, like, music goes. Because I, I felt mm-hmm. like Showcase proved... That they want it. I've been yeah. to goth clubs and shit up there. You know, of course, of course you have. I've, you know, I've been to <laughs> stuff like that up there back in the day. But you know,
0: it's so weird. I, I heard like when they pl- when they closed that that place down, I heard like this like the city was like celebrating as far as like city hall mm-hmm. behind the scenes stuff. They were like they were trying to clo- close that place down for quite quite a while. So that
1: sounds a lot like where where I grew up, Escondido and North County. You know, San Marcos and Vista. It's all still very. Um, conservative uh and but really they just don't i mean they've proved they don't want it they don't want to deal with the potential of stabbings or or mm-hmm. or p- fights and and the liability and all this stuff they just don't yeah. they don't want it i've tried i tried in the in the 90s to do you know venues around town and stuff and and promote uh, bands and and bring in shows and stuff and i mean there was one time this is escondido dude like 96 we were doing this venue uh, called the library and straight up somebody from the city. I don't, I really don't know. I can't, we can't blame any, we we don't know who to blame, but we got shut down by them putting somebody who made up like these like white supremacist, like pamphlet type things, you know? Yeah. It was just like a sheet of paper with all this bullshit, you know, about, you know, white supremacy and stuff. And then they flyer just the, just the parking lot behind the venue. To where it was just like, this is very obvious. And then they blamed us for it. I was like, this is impossible. There, nobody here is like that. This is In, in fact, I've never even seen it. I, I still haven't seen that kind of shit with my own eyes. You would hear about it. You'd hear about skinheads and, and all this crap. But I just never personally ever saw it. So it was shocking to us um, to be met with that. And I still never figured out who it was. But that, to me, I can't, I can't help but think... Might have been from the city, or somebody just—it just, it's, it's just proved that they don't want it there. They yeah. don't want it there. So San Diego's always had, and that's that's North County. That's a county thing. Mm-hmm. San Diego proper's always had this weird relationship with twenty-one and up and, and all all ages. You know, Soma had the the monopoly. You know, they had their the,
0: the stranglehold. It seemed like on it for years. Just yeah, yeah. What is it? I mean, I mean, you you know, like the history with. San Diego and the metal scene, like uh, if so, if you're an outsider listening, kind of want to set like the stage, like like, for, like a quick second, like San Diego is when you are in San Diego, it is like the most chill spot totally ever. It's California, <laughs> and for some reason, it may it stays separated from here, L.A. I don't know how well, I don't it, know it, how and, it,
1: and somehow it created almost not single handedly because suffocation really started it but yeah. the brutal death metal scene that we know of it what as the you know Disgorge and cephalotripsy and mm-hmm. uh bands like that there's there's it more deprecated there's there's yeah. older ones you know uh and yeah i was fortunate um to be able
0: to sit and watch all that stuff play out in real time and uh, you you literally saw it play out in real time yeah. you like you and dago go to high school together yeah. like like what like what
1: the fuck yeah that was funny cuz it was like i didn't i felt really kind of alone in the uh, as far as being a metalhead or whatever, mm-hmm. I didn't know too many people around. Um, I went to Orange Glen High School in Escondido, and I didn't like. I was just one of the. There was no like like they had the you know the, the goth tree, the 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 cello tree, the, the goth tree, the the, dude. the 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 jocks, the you know, and it's a real thing, man. Diego, I would I made friends with him. Uh, he was this very brightly colored. Uh, as far as his clothing uh, these this really he skater bright skater uh, mm-hmm. he, he wore these like bell bottom looking things you know bell uh, bottoms they they weren't bell I guess they were maybe jinkos I, I i before jinkos <laughs> were diego, a thing i, I really mean, don't you, know they just got
0: sold out here too <laughs> dude, they were yellow and
1: orange and, no he, he every what i'm saying was <laughs> diego sanchez was the most popular guy at school he is i'm pretty sure i have a yearbook that i know i know he was prettiest eyes <laughs>
0: Yes, he has he got beautiful eyes. eyes. He has beautiful eyes. Uh,
1: it's his lashes. Anyways. <laughs> um, prettiest eyes. And I think he was like voted like most popular or some shit. So then I'm talking to him one day, and he's like, Yeah, man, you you like uh incantation, suffocation, blah blah blah, all these all these bands. I was just like, hmm. you're into that shit? Because I must have been wearing a Candle Corp shirt or something, I don't know, something. You know, it was yeah. probably 92 or 93 or whatever it was. And uh I was just like, dude, you're into that stuff? So we we bonded over that and then I was in a band called Stigmata, and he um, he came over and joined, and we changed it to Strangulation. Mm-hmm. Did that for a couple years, and then I was just like, I was the typical um, hyperactive drummer, like just a, just a kind of a pain in the ass. And they finally, yeah, they let me go. And um, him and, and Ben Marlin, uh, they became like best buddies. Um, and then they couldn't find a suitable real. A replacement around drummers are hard to find. Not that I was back, back, back then, during, yes. really. Yeah, I was more into the Sean Reiner type stuff. They mm-hmm. wanted Mike Smith, they wanted <laughs> you know, and I was doing all this nope. jazzy cymbal work and shit. jazzy symbols, yeah. Um, nice. So, so that didn't work out, but um, and then they couldn't really find anybody and they ended up going over and joining Disc Gorge and put doing Sheila Gutted, and the rest is pretty much brutal death history,
0: really. I guess it, that's, it's so bizarre that, that it comes from San Diego like, cause literally bands around the world Travis look I know. to this San Diego they, I know. they talk about west coast death metal and uh, we're, we're talking bands from Germany mm-hmm. like what how the fuck did that happen dude I don't know I don't know and, and you saw it play out in like real time yeah and I'm unironically wearing the uh,
1: sort of uh, today I noticed the uh, quintessential brutal death metal
0: Uniform <laughs> That is That is the uniform Camel shorts Banana pouch
1: The banana pouch You wanna talk about this first? Okay
0: second? let's do it <laughs> I, I don't Okay let's do it okay. I'm gonna be this, we, What do you think's in here? A, power, a gun, gun Gun to my head Uh Quarters And panties No But It's Roughly the
1: same size God I shouldn't be doing this This is gonna People are gonna think this is gross What do you think that is?
0: What the fuck is that? This is called a Kulo clean. What are we talking about right now? (laughs) What is that? You take a bottle of water
1: and you put this on top, put this in there. Yeah. It's a portable bidet. Do you
0: have a... um... Why, Why do you have a portable... Why do you always carry it with you? You've him? toured? Uh, yeah.
1: You just live with the chafing in your butthole? Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. No way. I can't. I can't do it. Um, you would think it would get all poopy and, and gross and stuff, but it doesn't. Look, okay. I, he's he's sitting there looking at me like, dude, this is this disgusting. Is,
0: this Look is, is cool clean,
1: $8.99 on Amazon. Um and I, you okay. know, I, you wash it every time just in just to just in case, just to be be safe. Okay. And it worked out it's great. It's a thing.
0: Culo clean. $8.99. You get two for fifteen bucks. What's even more? What's even more bizarre, Travis, is that you actually look for this. You actually look for this thing. Dude, a week before I leave, what happened to? you? I had
1: been thinking to myself, forty eight years old, trying <laughs> to keep
0: up doing this bullshit. You don't got to clean your butt to keep up with the fucking metal scene, man. You do when, when you're walking <laughs> around going,
1: oh fuck, dude. You go to Japan once. I, I went to Japan, played the sh- played the tour, and came back. I, I think we were home for like three hours. Yeah. I was already at Home Depot buying a bidet, so I got used to having bidets and now I just maybe i the the natural calluses that come from <laughs> now' calluses scraping your butthole with with paper yeah I mean come on, this is like obviously the the more the best way to do it
0: actually uh to to your credit, I have heard that bidets are they feel Amazing. Well, yeah. That's what I've heard. I've I have never ever tried it.
1: Yeah, the, this country prides itself on being this, you know, first world paradise or some shit. But we're all, we're all walking around with <laughs> dirty assholes, poopy buttholes, man. Yeah, it's disgusting. But not not you though. No, <laughs> I rock the culo clean. <laughs> uh, I I have cool. I have uh, what do you call them bidets at home. So, and you have it's backups. Both 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 toilets too.
0: And now I have this this um, you know you're like okay what what am i going to put this thing in oh you know a uh, a banana, banana pouch. pouch it's come on it's obvious pity though because i mean uh, how long have you been vegetarian oh um shit almost 30 years 30 years almost well what was that moment i like, what, what like 'cause cuz uh, most from, point, from what i understand i hear is like they they have like a moment where they see something or they or or they well it took a while see, for me to you know?
1: actually give you know stop the foods that i had that I was cool with eating, uh, that had meat in them. Um, working at Arby's, dude, <laughs> as a teen. So you're it's like working. Like my a... first job ever was at Arby's.
0: So you're at. So you're seventeen, eighteen, working at Arby's. So I think I was like sixteen. Okay. Dude. Dude. Oh. It's disgusting. There's this. What was going on back the, there? The,
1: the thing that I hated the most was had this. <laughs> you've got this um, gigantic m- mound of meat. Mm-hmm of the ground beef or whatever. And it comes with this, this is back at, sorry, this is, they may have changed. I don't know. Some guy may be out there going, I work at Arby's and this is bullshit. Okay. Well, Perfect. in 90, whatever it was, 90 or however old I was, but Nine. yeah, 91, I think because <laughs> you know, I was born in late 74. Um, uh, what was I saying? The uh, uh, The, the it, this mound would come with this disgusting, they called it a, all they, I was like, What is this? And they were like, It's a protein gel. Oh. oh no. About that thick, like an inch thick. That you had to pack into the meat and it took like ten minutes each rump or roast or whatever the hell the thing is. It's just a big mm-hmm. it's what they make. <sighs> shit, I don't I don't eat the shit, so I I don't know. It it was it looked like just a mound of filler and crap, you know. Oh no. Uh and then I have to pack that into the meat to where it w- would go in the folds of all the of all the meat and stuff and you weren't done until all that gel was gone and packed into the meat, and just doing that repeti- uh, re- repeatedly—it'll turn you off, dude. Yeah, I mean, just nasty, just nasty. So it's like I'm never going to eat meat again. Yeah. And then the, the 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 people that that I worked with, you know, the, like my boss was—I I would watch him drop patties on his way to like you know put a bun on it or whatever the hell, it would fall on the ground. He'd look, whoa, make sure nobody whoa. saw, put it back on. I mean, was just like, dude, no. So I hate that. You you run that risk with every, sure, friggin' whatever, every place you go, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, it kind of like your your job kind of helped you, you know, maybe join the band that you're in now in like a weird way because you you end, you end up joining like a, which you guys kind of get like the unfair tag up like the vegan, and what and people are just like.
1: Well, I understand. It's the, yeah. the extremity of it all,
0: Sure. or at least the you know of the the nature of the I, of the thing. I didn't know until I started doing research, and it's like it's so it's so silly what your brain does. You just, you just put tags on people. Yeah. Like, I remember I I ran into like, like a hardcore singer, and I thought he was straight edge. I yeah, him, yeah. I told I told, I him, you I told yeah. him I told you know I thought you were straight. edge. It's like, dude, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like I drink. I'm like a lot. I'm okay, but I did I did my research. And I was like, okay, um, you and Josh are vegetarian and. Uh, I think, uh, what, so Cattle started in 96, which, with the prominent vegan members, correct? So you kind of, kind of got stuck, see, stuck d- with that tag? Dave Astor and Gabe
1: Serbian were just vegetarian from what I could tell. Okay.
0: Um. Maybe that's
1: his wiki And then there's, wrong. there's pe- there's Probably. periods where I was <laughs> vegan and, and, or Gabe was vegan, whatever. Right. Um, but, um,
0: That's just tough, dude.
1: Fuck that. Now, what, being, a ve- oh, vegan? 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 Um. Uh, what the, broke me was yeah I, i'm a picky eater by nature yeah. uh, anyways so going to europe and then realize uh, for me it was it was harder for me years ago
0: to go and uh, you know make it happen uh, yeah. over yeah. there yeah there's there's stories of uh Derek Green uh he's vegan and then he was like back in the 90s like he was like carrying around a jar of peanut butter yeah like do you know what I do <sighs> credit to you man i i couldn't do it well one time we showed up at this german club and they're like <laughs>
1: The guy puts down just a block of tofu, a jar of peas, and a jar of carrots. And he goes, Wegan! And walked away. It was like, (laughs) basically he was saying, this is your your meal for the night. And we were just like... You're stoked. And everybody's looking at me like, fuck you. I'm like, sorry, dude. (laughs) You know. Uh, We maintained an all-vegetarian band until like past 2006. Dave McGraw came in and, you know all oh,
0: made visibly not vegetarian <laughs> <laughs> well he's a big you know yeah of course brutal dude Dave so. McGraw dude I mean he how did you find him or meet him cause he took your band to like a whole new level he was playing a band and
1: uh we just kinda you know i kinda saw the writing on the wall with
0: that and um we stalked him like cats stalked him Josh and I yes you gotta stalk your drummers there you go yeah
1: uh no uh but
0: we just knew that you know like
1: <laughs> we we could do some stuff with this guy and it worked out everything worked out the plan worked perfectly
0: well so his first record was harvest floor yeah and uh there's a noticeable difference i mean just i mean just the first track you hear that blast yeah like what did you think when, he's he's like he was like one of the best at doing the, the gravity blast things when he goes into gravity dude i was watching him it's nuts and okay so Dave's already, he's, he's, he's already blasting, right? Mm-hmm. He's gonna blast me. It's already fast. And then it goes into twice as fast. Oh, you're just looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? What are you doing? But that's, uh, that's I guess, the term is called gravity. But yeah. Just the way he does it is like, you're, you're already blasting, and then you, <laughs> like, it's already extreme, and then you do it even twice as fast. Well, the way, I'm like, dude, that's insane. The, the, what uh, was it?
1: The, the attack on his snare. That too is un- unmatched. I, I don't. I haven't seen anybody else do it as gnarly and like those gravity parts at least. Yeah, you hear like <laughs> you can almost hear every single hit. Where some guys I think you know kind of they they, they rely on the ghost notes or whatever you know to try to give off yeah. the appearance that sure. they're doing that they're doing it s- super sick. Yeah, but
0: his it's almost like you can hear them all like. Grrr, it's same with his
1: kicks. It's just ridiculous,
0: dude. What was it like jamming <laughs> with them for like the first time? Um. I we were mean, like, we we're like, because I remember when we got to think
1: if I was even there, I, I don't <laughs> jam with the guys. I, I don't sure. practice. I sure. don't go uh, do much with them, maybe once or twice before we leave or go into the studio, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like, all right, cool. Like we obviously we made the right decision, but also like this is, you know, we're going to be able to do stuff we've been wanting to do for years, I guess, you know? Yeah. And, and we w- gave him, we gave him some creative uh, liberty or whatever, uh, to, as far as songwriting and shit something that he didn't have before so interesting
0: that 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 was a um something positive i guess for him or oh, whatever because what's what's really special about you travis and your band is it might, it's, this might be like like a hot take but it's really extremely difficult to find like a, a consistent band like let's say, like, the death metal scene. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of have, like, a golden arrow, like, a record or two. They're like, that's, like, the... F- oh, my God. But, like, the... I mean, you can only name a few. Like, obviously, Cannibal is in there. But when... But what's, what's even crazier about you, Travis, is, like, you guys have had this, like, not only consistency, but it's gotten better out of, like... We're talking, you guys are at eight records, but if you want to count, you know... It's the first human, two, ten, human, yeah. Human drinking, you know, I mean, that's ten. Like, yeah. how did... First of all, how do you like stay consistent, but not but also evolve? Like, how do you do that, dude? Well,
1: the I don't. It's I can't. It's hard to answer that because I want to say I know what people want, yeah. And that we we go and we make it happen. I don't know what the hell these people want anymore. I don't know what people want anymore, man. Like, yeah, my favorite stuff of ours was Death Atlas. I mean, mm-hmm. not to knock the new record. Um, I was kind of mentally in a different place uh, a lot of this record. Uh, I mean, I think everybody kind of was shaken up by COVID and and, and mm-hmm. then you know certain other events and stuff. Um, so when, when you put out a new record, though, you will see people either they go, "Oh, I love the last one," the more or mm-hmm. or or whatever. And I've seen people like kind of pan Death Atlas in a way. That, I w- that kind of was surprising to me because they're talking about the stuff that I like the most, <laughs> that it's like long-winded or, or... The weirdest one to me was that oh, the m- melodic stuff, the vocals were predictably placed and stuff. I'm just like, man, it's called songwriting. Sorry. I know that this isn't usually the kind of music that... or When you're playing at these kind of speeds and, and that kind of stuff, like songwriting and m- melody and shit usually doesn't have a place. Mm-hmm.
0: We've created a place for it in this band, I guess. Um, how but, but how did you do that? I mean you, I mean, you said boredom. You said, you said, the, wor- you said the Timing. Word. Timing. I think it was just boredom. timing and boredom, dude. Because
1: <laughs> like, well, I call it this. Okay, this is weird. Um, I call it the Doom EP effect. Okay. It's not that Job for a Cowboy's Doom EP was this magnificent piece of work. I think I feel inarguably, but maybe arguably, the stuff after it was just. Objectively better, I, like it was just more. Mm. Uh, they they
0: put a lot more
1: time and effort into it and stuff, and they were making actual stuff that sounded like kind of sick technical death metal. Interesting. Or whatever. So I, I, okay. I that's that's my favorite sure. kind of stuff is the tech kind of stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but that album popped. That EP popped in a way that like really resonated with a. Ton, uh, a group of people, a large, massive group of people, yes, at a time, a certain time in their lives, a certain time in this culture, you know, that we have here, this death metal and extreme metal stuff. Yeah. So it's not that it was this uh, amazing, unwaverable piece of art. I think it just hit people at the at the right time, and that's what I'm talking about with Monolith of Inhumanity, our record mm-hmm. after Harvest Floor. Yeah, that one gave us a a whole second career. We we already had a whole career behind us. I felt. Um, I went into that record thinking, well, you know, throw the script away. Uh, let's just, let's just do something new and, and, and if people hate it, then we had a great career, you know, we had a, we already had, I've already done at that point what I kind of wanted to do with, with music, tour the world and, 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 you know, all that stuff. Um, and then it was very liberating on a creative level. To be able to just go, you know what? Who cares what people end up thinking about this? The other guys might have had a whole different mindset. Sure, but this is coming from me. You okay. know, I can't speak for them. They yeah. they may be like, "What the hell is he talking about?" But this is what I how I felt about it and what I witnessed. So, I mean, I think everything we've done. Since that record has has been better and better and better every single record, maybe even Parasite too. Crazy, but um, I'm still just wrapped up in Death Atlas. I just feel that that album got hosed a little by the pandemic, L-
0: mm. little bit. You got a good year in, but it, I mean, yeah. a records like that only come in your career like maybe one, like once, twice, and then like the fact that a. Uh, it got a little bit of hose, but also like records like that last a long time. I'm I'm surprised it guys kinda came back. Well that stupid Bring Back the Plank song really helped, you know, keep people um paying attention, I guess,
1: through mm-hmm. the two years where let's face it, man, whole whole new sub subgenres and shit have been created and bands have popped off yeah. out of middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um during those two years off. You know, I thought that was actually gonna kill bands. It created bands. <laughs> now there's interesting. Like that's how I I honestly thought this was gonna probably shed some some of the fat trim some of the fat because it was just there's so many damn bands doing so much of the same shit, and now mm-hmm. everything's been flipped around, and there's all sorts of people totally completely changing the game just within that two years of being off and and you know people not out there working or something maybe
0: I don't know I don't know, yeah, especially the, like like the it's especially like an art genre, it's more like like the vocals. Game and a lot of people uh talk about you, Travis, and uh, how like because it's very like you know like this, you know how extreme kind can, can the vocals get and a lot of people like, people say me we included it's like, uh Travis was doing this like <laughs> twenty years ago and look like, because I mean w- when I was a kid, Travis and I would see you here or down down the street like you were you were a myth. and <laughs> like, it's crazy. Honestly, it's, it's crazy because uh, having someone tell you that, but like literally like we would go to a chain reaction and like everyone's just waiting, like because I, I haven't seen you guys before and they're like, wait, like, wait till you hear the singer. He's like, he's crazy. And like, and I remember you walked out with two mics taped and like shit, like you you you're already on your own thing. It seems like you're you're always doing your own thing as opposed to maybe bands right now. What, what, what they have is that they already kind of have like this road paved and you didn't have a road paved. You kind of, you kind of just seems to me, looking at what you were doing, it just seems like you're just doing what you wanted to do. Like people would, would talk about you as a myth, and now, and you're still doing. You're doing even crazier vocals now. And then there's this whole wave of bands. They're doing that. Yeah. But But like, but I, I just, I just remember what what you have been doing like the past like twenty Thanks, years. I appreciate that. It's crazy.
1: Uh, I mean, I. Yeah, I've been touring cyclically for uh, since two thousand two. It's a good word. And that that, well, you know, <laughs> w- w- Cannibal Corpse was was like uh, the w- the way they approached business or whatever. I hate to call it, dither it down to being a business or something because sure. that's not how I'm trying to say this. But um, they kind of set that it, th- that was our model for for how to do this. As far as you know, all right, you you write a record and and uh, record it and release it. Tour for two, two and a half years, whatever. Repeat, you know. Um, and we all did that. You, you guys did the same thing. Uh, yeah. Everybody was doing that for a long time. You know. Some fell fell off, said screw this, and some kept going. We never stopped. That's the thing. Like we just never, we never stopped. A lot of bands we have been around and watched whole subgenres come and go and come back again and and dominate. And you know, it's it's weird. I I often think, man, should we have like taken off for a few years or something like that just like we we've kind of always just we've been the 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 tortoise uh, you know the whole time and the hairs just keep running by and falling off and we're just like you know doing our own thing I just I just always wanted to do my own thing I didn't want to ever I didn't want to do I I saw no point in in doing uh, what everybody else was doing Uh, although I was heavily influenced by you know people that sound you're talking about the tongue oriented Mm -hmm. you know mouth sounds or whatever
0: yeah
1: um was all that that was inspired by the sound of two vocals at once so dsi layering vocals and glenn benton layering vocals in the studio or the sound of more specifically the sound of jeff walker and bill steer that combination Mm -hmm. (laughs) i get chills just even thinking about it still like crazy still to this day that was the combo that was the thing that made me go, you know, and do all that shit. And then yeah. uh, you can't, I mean, I'm one person and I'm not going to use backing tracks, but this is back, well, before any, well, before anybody started using backing tracks even, uh, you know, I was just like, well, I got to come up with a way to, to try to mimic those sounds of two vocals at once. And then I started getting shit in the later 2000s. Why? Of Just people being like, well, why do you sound so much different live? I'm like, well, that's because I haven't been able to capture the, we we'll call them pterodactyl highs. I mean, people got all those sorts of stupid names for them, but mm-hmm. uh, the pterodactyl highs. That's what everyone called them back then. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was just, well, oh, because I'm doing, when, when I'm in the studio, I'm in an air-conditioned room. I'm able to sit there and, <laughs> you know, especially with these melodic vocals. Yeah, it's going to sound different live, dude, because I'm doing all six vocal styles or whatever within a 40-whatever-minute show, hour-plus-whatever show. Yeah, man. It's going to sound different.
0: Especially now.
1: Because uh, I'm in a... When I'm laying it down, what you hear in the studio is I'm in an air-conditioned room. I have tea and uh, water and whatever at my disposal. I don't have to worry about running around. I'm just standing there being able to lay it down. So it's a different thing. We were never able to – I was just never able to – until Dave Otero came along. I was never able to really effectively capture that sound – um, those vocals without it sounding weird. It always sounded like paper was being ripped or something. Mm. I could never get around that. So we tried all these weird combinations. I think when we first entered with Monolith of Inhumanity, it was just like, I need the live, like let's try to recreate the live scenario as much as possible. I actually mm. had a a monitor, like a vocal monitor nice. for a while, for a while. I think Sick. we ended up getting rid of it, but it was just like... I don't know what else to do. i just trying to get these things laid down. It wasn't even until we didn't really affect, like really correctly lay them down until probably 2012. But I'd been doing it since 2000, probably 99, actually. Because I started doing that live when we would do shows up the coast or whatever, just local shows or whatever. All the parts where it would be, you know, low and high layering on the record or whatever. I would just default into a, you know, kind of thing. Sort of. Wow. And then I started realizing you can get these two separate tones using your tongue uh, in a certain way. I always called it air displacement, which whatever. Oh. I don't know even what that means. <laughs> you're creating like a pocket of <laughs> yeah. of air or, you know, in such a way that kind of creates this like sympathetic tone. So you're hearing what's. And then with amplification, you hear what sounds like two vocals at once or whatever. And now Melissa Cross is, you know, th- there's tutorials and shit out there and whatever.
0: I'm sure on how to do all this crap. Yeah, but you didn't have YouTube. No, no, no. You just had to figure it, it out. It all has a history. Yeah, it has a history. Yeah, yeah. You, you had to have a, you had to have literally two fucking careers and see yeah. it, and, and, see <laughs> and it. get
1: bored with the first half because <laughs> that's what it was. I was that's why I
0: started doing melodic vocals. Was I started?
1: I was like, hey, I want to try to. Like I, I was already doing it live for years uh, on when I would go into certain high vocals mm-hmm. and I would hear like the natural reverb of the room. Certain rooms would just sound a certain way. And I would hear this like there would be like this to- tonality in the in the in the slapback. Like it would be like I could actually hear notes. And that got me thinking, oh, shit, what if I was able to pitch this stuff, you know, yeah. do the actual like pitched high vocals and stuff. And then I started doing pitched low vocals. Like, where do you, you know, let's let's really do this. And. You can yeah. do whatever with layering. I've always been a fan of the layering thing, you know? Yeah. Um, albums are historical documents, you know? Yeah. It's going to outlive all of us. And, you are. Um, why not make it the best you can, you know? That's kind of how I look at it, as far as like, you know, just laying down the stuff and the, the actual process and, you yeah. know, making everything as perfect as you can. Because yeah. there's also su- there's also something to be said about like, nope, we go in there and we lay it down and, you know, all the imperfections and stuff. There's obviously something to be said about that too, you know. Um, but we – and we're a weird – it's a mixed thing because Josh and I come from an older school. Dave McGraw brings in more of a modern element. Mm. And we wanted that. I wanted that. I wanted that
0: juxtaposition. You mm-hmm. know? Um, what, what was the uh – what was the first song that you actually lay down that, that had that? I don't even want to call it. I've been thinking about this the past two days and I still, I was like, okay, I'm just going to see what happens in the moment. I, I still can't put a word. The way those vocals sound, they're like melodic. The Gollum one? People call yeah. it Gollum or something? Yeah, they're, they're not clean. They're not. I don't get that. I, I, I was like, there's this. Primal and menacing. Oh, good sound to it. I, I can't. I don't know. I can't put a word to it. I can't. But like, what, like when you when you first did that, like what, like what, what did you and, and the guys think? I actually have a good. I mean, not a good story. It's not
1: n- nothing. You know, spectacular or nothing. But um, I remember specifically. It was the song, a, a living, breathing piece of defecating meat on um, the monolith of inhumanity, mm-hmm. and I. The way we do demos is they they record with like shit, I think at that point we were using just a little zoom fuck m p three recorder mm-hmm. and they'd put it in the middle of the room or whatever, and then they'd give it to me and I would put it into my you know take the stick and put it on my laptop and mm-hmm. download it and then I just um finally got garageband and started so i'd literally I' just sit there here's our demos I take my macbook I'm sitting there i'm i, I go
0: <laughs>
1: into the into the uh, the onboard mic or whatever. And that's how I come up with the melodies. And then later on, I just make them sound, you know, I just make them sound obviously better than that. (laughs) But I just uh, sit there and just hum the melody or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I actually cut a full-on demo of me, you know, really leaning into it and doing the vocals uh, for that that part. And I said, all right, Dave, I want you to have an open mind. Like, it's not going to sound... Anything remotely like this—it's mm-hmm. go- this is garbage. What I'm about to show you is abs- absolute trash. It's—it's <laughs> um, it's just just you just have to hear the melody. You know, we should be used to it, 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 hearing the, writing this stuff and hearing these demos and going and knowing what it's going to sound like. You know, mm-hmm. labels had to had to learn how to do that over time because they get yeah. such shitty demos. You have to be able to hear through the shit to see if there's something that's true actually there. So I'm like, please, Dave. It's going to suck, and you're going to go, what the hell? He's like, all right, show me. And then everything I said he'd do, he did. He goes, well, I'm going to have to trust you because that sounds like absolute shit. I'm like, I know, I know. And really? It, it won't. He's like, yeah, that, that's, yeah. And then we laid it in the studio, and he was just like, night and day. I, that's, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe that's the same thing you showed me when we were really? you know, on the on the crappy demo. But that's because I know that, like, I—, I shit I've been doing this one since I was a child uh when I would take my parents karaoke machine and I would put one tape I'd play dude I would take like (laughs) Megadeth uh uh, like old thrash Uh, back in the 80s you know every thrash band had every album had to have a uh instrumental or something so I would take Into the Lungs of Hell or or whatever you know whatever uh Megadeth uh you know or, or whatever band Testament or whoever the hell would do instrumentals and I would write lyrics to him and, and perform vocals to him yeah. and shit like that and come up with lyrics and stuff. And so I got, I, I've just always had that in my blood of, of actually how to, you know, what to do and laying stuff down. And Otero and I have a great relationship. I'm able to, we're practically uh, telepathic at, at certain points, halfway through the it recording like where we don't have to, we he, I just know, he just knows what I'm saying. I just know what he's saying. And we're not even like speaking full sentences, I'm just like. You know, all right, we we'll do that one, and um, we'll start at the, and it'll be like whatever, you know, we'll start at a decapitation. Okay, all right, so I know that we start, we start at the song, at the word decapitation, blah, blah, and do the next part and all that kind of crap. So, and for that reason, I love tracking with that guy; it's the best.
0: Yeah, I mean, he so he obviously did your past four records, yeah, and you just you just stayed and like just built, and it's built and built. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like, it's like it's like uh, it's like if that was your first record, but you had a whole career over at yeah. that point.
1: Well, he gets better. His that's skill insane. sets his, his skill set improves every single record. So that's why that's crazy. the the new
0: one sounds better than the last one. That sounds better than the one before it. And then the f- the how one did before it. Travis? It's so it's I <sighs> keep going back to that because it's just so like mind blowing to me because it's so rare. Like how does how does a band get better? One not not get burnt out and kill each other and yeah. fucking quit and then. In a in a, a scene that's so rare to st- even stay consistent and stay in the game, you just had a, a second wind, and, it's, and that's a That's a, insane. And
1: in, and I don't pay attention too much to what my peers are doing. Um, I mm. don't listen to modern metal. Uh, I kind of never have. I, I I stopped in the early two thousands. I was into a lot of the carcass cloney bands, you know, and all that stuff back yeah. then. Uh, I thought that was cool. That's, that's what we thought we were just going to be. We yeah. thought we were just going to be one of these carcass clone type bands. Um, but, and yeah, this band has had a, usually like you were starting to say earlier, like the old, older bands, um, I, I noticed this with the 80s and the 90s at least, where it was like their first four records. After, they, they, they were good for maybe four records. And then after that, it either just became the same and you're getting the same record every time mm-hmm. or they switched straight up switched genres or just got out of the game entirely or whatever, you know, or just shit. I think Deicide even said they had an album where they were just they wrote it just to get out of their contract or whatever, that kind of shit. Yeah, it's y- common. There, there's all sorts. of Yeah, there's all sorts of variables that that lead to um, these outcomes for these bands careers or whatever. And that I, that is the elephant in the room, as I've noticed is like, dude. We've done the opposite. Like, People are like, more and more into each record. and You have a backwards career. How's this, this going to Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, that, and it's, it's bizarre. And I think that helps lend itself, or that also helps lend to the idea that we're doing our own thing that's separate from, from this genre. Like there's no, hmm. we're not doing the same thing, I guess, as everyone. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I, I wouldn't call it death metal. I can't call it death metal, dude. Yeah. I have not been able to call this death metal since the early, mid-2000s or something. Holy shit. Just because it was just... Um, and I... Well, I also had a lot of people around town or whatever in San Diego that were just like, oh, screw these guys. They're sick, sick and tired of hearing of our name. We were on every tour, you know, that would yeah. come through. We were on every damn national. We are just like, dude, can they just go away, please? Um, And I'd hear a lot of their gripes and a lot of people being like, this isn't fucking death metal and this and that. And I'm like, you know what? They're right. They're actually right. Like, death metal was a certain time and place or a certain t- atmosphere not even a certain time because it's timeless um but it, it it seemingly died i was just reading that article with all the death metal guys um revolver i think just put out and hearing their side of the story of like what you know there was like a section where it was like talking about like it just seemed like around 94 95 bands uh, the scene started to like die a lot of thing. a lot of bands were just starting to imitate others you know
0: like the like the we saw it with you guys you
1: know you guys came out with job and Mm -hmm. changed the game and created this whole other basically a whole other separate subgenre or whatever and next thing you know everybody's trying to be you know job for cowboys suicide silence and and all these bands um and that's like an echo chamber of their own of their own stuff yeah and i could never get behind that. that that was the main problem i had with the, with that stuff um but you can my my argument falls flat because you could attribute it to any genre of music of reggae course, of course. you know <laughs> yeah reggae sound every bit of it sounds the same to most people but um you know there's a ton of different forms of it so that, that is true huh yeah absolutely and so that's not an argument anymore you know like psh, It's just uh, we grew up different
0: times, you know. So even in in your home area around like the San San Diego County, even like they were giving you shit.
1: This is like after signing to Metal Blade and I I, I agreed with them. It was just like, yeah, dude, we have this booking agent that was, you know, throwing throwing us on every damn tour. We're just a workhorse, Mm -hmm. you know, just every we, we were on everything. You know, there was a while it was us and Goat Whore, just always on tour. <laughs> Sick. You know, it was just that that band, and I, and I. There was probably people that were just like, "Ugh, God,
0: again?" Yes, yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I it happens. I,
1: I I couldn't blame them. At the same time, I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, that's right, bitch." You know, whatever. Yeah, it happens. <sighs> yeah. What
0: so? Uh, um, Monolith. That, that's the first record that you incorporated these like. I, I I don't know the word it's still that that that's melodic that, sure whatever <laughs> that's that people say
1: clean, but it's not it's not, it's not. you you isolate it's them not. and you realize no, it's not it's, it's fucking crazy it, it's it sounds clean because it's melodic and and it's backed up against this wall of of no
0: uh, not noise but you know. Mm-hmm. Well, to our parents, it probably is. But. Of course, it's so, like what the fuck is Travis doing in his room right yeah. now? he's like jacking off. So that might yeah that might sound like
1: that might sound like clean to somebody, but it's not.
0: I mean, so it sounds like you were just doing your own thing. You really weren't paying attention to what was going on around you. And uh, am I? That's dude.
1: I don't even like like when we go on tour and shit. I don't watch the bands b- before us. I don't want to really? be. I don't want to be influenced i don't want to be influenced really? in, in any way i want it to be as pure as possible I, I, I don't watch them i'll go and i'll check them out for like five seconds i may and it's only going to mm-hmm. be if it's a band i really want to see like black braid i watched them a ton of times on this tour because i was yeah. extremely interested in them yeah um and i like the music and black metal band yeah uh and i just thought that was cool um so, so I would watch a little bit, but I, I make sure to dip out. after, You know, I'm not going to sit there and watch a whole set. I never even, dude. I've been trying. I've been waiting a to tour with Carcass for how fucking long? Our entire career. We finally so did it in finally November. Did it. Finally did it in November, and I didn't watch like one set. Like I, 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 I wanted to the whole time. What I didn't even watch a Montamart, and they were after us. I don't know. It's well, I, well, for one thing, it's, you know, after doing it a hundred something times, tours. You just the luster's worn off, but yeah, a lot of it does have to do with uh, mindset. I don't want to be influenced by the people before me. If they're killing it, cool. I don't. Interesting. I want to go up there and have it be as, as um, pure is a stupid word to use for it. Um, but like, just untainted. I don't know. I don't know how
0: else to put it. you, you want it to just be you. Yeah. Yeah. That so too. I mean, what's but. Obviously I mean that, that record came out uh 2012. 2012, boom and then so what what were you listening to that wasn't metal i what I, what oh, it was you, too much I used to work at a you record had to be store j- jamming in something
1: well i uh but that's the thing dude it's like i I am a I find it hard to call myself a metalhead nowadays or maybe for the last twenty something years only because <laughs>
0: Metalheads are so, so much more open-minded than me. Um, yeah, that's sick.
1: And I'm stuck in the '90s or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. And in the '80s, you know, like when it comes to that kind of stuff, um, I still go back and listen to that stuff. Uh, there's a lot of new, b- like black metal or symphonic or not symphonic, but like atmospheric type stuff mm-hmm. that will come across. That, like, that's the kind of shit. If I'm going to listen to it, that's going to be the kind of stuff. It's not. It's going to be kind of. Stuff where like them and their fan base probably hate bands like us.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs>
1: but but like I, I like that stuff. You know, I I don't mm-hmm. really listen to much of our our peers or the bands we go on tour with or that are inspired by us or that or or whatever. I I don't I I mean, and it it actually freaks me out every time we put out a record or when I go to write songs. Sorry, when I go to write lyrics, I have to Google everything because I won't know if uh, you know. Uh, I don't want to name any bands, but. I won't know if, if uh, whoever, uh, shit, I, any given modern metal band has a song called, you know, We Eat Our Young or, or, yeah. or whatever, uh, Just Another Body or whatever the hell. It, you know, I, I wouldn't know. I have to go and Google this shit first um, because I just don't pay much of it, attention to that shit. Like, I know, like, every square inch of the sound of Symphonies of Sickness by Carcass, but I don't— I. I when it comes to like the lyrics and stuff and, and I, I know the layout almost by heart just by looking at it, but I don't know what the yeah. lyrics are or even the song titles half the time. I just, Whoa. I don't know. Your mind just gets directed to certain things and that's how it is. I'm a Ritalin trial kid of the eighties. Like that's, <laughs> I've just always been kind of messed up a little as far as, you know,
0: as far as that goes, I guess. And you have like, you had the two like bugaboos, like you're a drummer, but also a singer. Yeah. Your, your mind's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was the thing,
1: which I think is important. I think everybody, I, I
0: think everybody should play drums first. Yeah, I mean, it does. Yeah, it kind of teaches you some kind. rhythm.
1: You get that built up, that uh, internal, you know, clock or rhythm or whatever.
0: Like, I don't play to a click. They do now. Um,
1: I don't play to a click, but, and I'll go off once in a while. I'll find myself slipping, but I can find myself right back in, into mm-hmm. the pocket of where I'm supposed to be, just based off the fact that I, I feel like I played drums for 11 years you know? Yeah. So. 11 years, huh? You know, something like, yeah, so probably 13 till 20-ish. Yeah, 24, 20, 23. Well, around the time I joined Cattle, I kind of gave up. Yeah. Because um, okay, um, you a playing. Well, with... I was doing all sorts of other shit, too. I was starting to get into electronic music and play, you know, playing that kind of stuff and playing just other weird crap. Really? Well, I, I couldn't do the wrist. Like I was saying, man, I, I, I could never get that, <laughs> the blast wrist. See, even when I go to do it, I'm yeah. – the, all the work is going on back here because yeah. that's not your wrist. <laughs> I couldn't get that – I think it was a lot of the skateboard injuries is really, I think, what it was. I was a skater, um, and I gave up skating for drums, and oh. I gave up drums for vocals. <laughs> um, but I gave up skating because I got you – know, I kept falling and getting hurt and whatever and screwing up the ends of my long bones, and then I was like
0: uh, – I'd rather play drums. You do kind of have to make a choice. Yeah. When, when, when you're young and you want to pursue either, like, some kind of instrument, there is, like, a, a thought process. Like, okay, I can't. It's yeah. over. I did, I did the, uh, the like the same thing. Skating. You're skating with, with your friends, your homies. You're yeah. fucking 14. But, like, oh, you want to play drums. You know, it's like, yeah. can't have a broken wrist or a, a broken arm and try to do a, a, a gravity with Diego Sanchez. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. God, <laughs> that would have been sick. If, gra- if Gravity Blast were around back then, that would have been nuts, man. When they, uh, when actually did Gravity Blast <sighs> come into play?
1: I'm probably wrong about this, but the first I remember hearing about it would be John Longstreth?
0: Origin? Um, Let's see. I know Andrew's on it right now. We're, we're I,
1: to... Oh, well, okay. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Tony Williams, that's... <laughs> That's a thing, though, dude. Yeah, sh- you could go back to uh, what's his name. Um,
0: no, but there. Uh, but that's a blast beat, though.
1: Like, that's a thing. Yeah, gravity blasts.
0: When when did the gravity? I think it was John Longstreth? That's what that's what I feel like. Well, actually, uh, hey, go uh, go up, Andrew. The hammer, hammer blast, blast became popular in death metal music of the early nineteen nineties. The freehand blast, also known as the gravity blast utilizes gravity. Hmm. I don't think it's out there. It doesn't really say what the f- I wonder. I mean, it, it could be John from from Origin. I feel like he was the first one to put it in a beat or something. Because yeah, you could sit there and be like,
1: "Oh, well, Buddy Rich in my, in sure. 1960." Shut yeah. up, dude. We're not talking about that. Like
0: um, I always, when people start doing that, I tune out. Okay. Yeah, now yeah. you're 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 try it's called it's called try hard.
1: Well, like, the, uh, history is what it is. Yeah, uh, sure. It's just... Yeah, we, all,
0: we all get it, dude. The way people reinvent it, or the way people
1: reimagine it is what's funny
0: Okay, me. who reinvented the Gravity Blast? <laughs> yeah, you gotta be really precise so, with... I really do think it was John Longstreth.
1: And then, like, you know, a lot of other people came along and started doing it or whatever. Um,
0: when did that first figure come out? It, Origin? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just
1: self-subtitled. Honestly, in. I didn't even pay attention to it, to uh, uh, t- that technique. Until Dave McGraw came along, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah, shit's sick, Jesus!" And I mean, then I'm he's doing it, over it the way he's doing it. Yeah, the mother, God, bastard. I I remember. I think it was. I think it was Death Atlas. I was just like, "Wait a minute, there's no gravities on this record." And he was just like, "Yep, you son of a bitch." We got you. Like, yeah, just like with uh, our new, <laughs> with our new, uh, one of our new songs. I don't know if it was Weed or Young or Scourge of the Offspring, but one of them doesn't have a blast beat in it and that freaked me out i i again not paying attention i, I just wasn't really paying attention to it i just it sounds the, the stuff sounds good to me or it doesn't you know i wasn't thinking i wasn't writing citations for ourselves going sure you have negative uh five go- blast beats <laughs> you know. um i don't know why i did it in that accent but oh my goodness. um it, it's, it's it, yeah it's, but that was weird to
0: me, and I'm just like, all right. I,
1: I told him, I'm like, you're making up for it on the next record. You got to do some gravity blasts,
0: you bastard. It sounds like Dave McGraw brought in some like some needed like energy. Uh, new blood is always good.
1: New fresh blood is 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 always good. Um,
0: and he's and he's a great guy yeah, as well. Yeah. So a big huge help.
1: But yeah, and Mike Laughlin, the drummer before him, was an extremely creative drummer. Um, and then he. You know, stepped aside, um, but we had been really, uh, we, we knew that, you know, Mike was kind of wanting to probably kind of get out of the game, you know, so we started yeah. looking at Dave and was just like, or th- started thinking like, well, who would we get? i are like, this guy over here is insane, man. Like, I couldn't, you know, he's still one of my favorite drummers. Like, Where's he from? He's from Chile, Santiago, Chile. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. He moved to the United States. I probably shouldn't speak for him. I'm going to get this wrong, but it's roughly right. Yeah. 2001, to 2002-ish, something like that, and didn't really oh, speak wow. much English. Really? Yeah. He's an amazing story. This guy actually. Holy. Amazing shit. story. Um, so by the time I meet, meet him in 2006, like, I was just like, he's telling me all this. I'm like, that's amazing, dude. Because you sound like, like you know, like a Californian or something. He like sounds he sounds like you, from California. Yeah, or or something. You know, at least Whoa. West Coast or whatever. He's always um, hovered around uh, Seattle. Okay. He just moved to, to Chicago, actually. Chicago? Yeah. You know, our band is completely yeah, like got, all guys over are the all place. Over. We can't do one offs. Like, please stop asking us to do one offs. <laughs> <Is are>, <laughs> Josh lives in Berlin. Montreal, uh, Ollie's a Montreal native um, Quebec, uh, mm. from, in Quebec. Uh, and then me and Belle live in San Diego. Where San Diego is all hell. Uh, But Josh, he moved out to San Diego from Chicago area back in 2001. And, um, you know, sometime during the pandemic, he started uh, dating this gal in. um, um, That was my first guest. In uh, Serbia. So he lived in Serbia for a while, actually. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting, you know, turns our, our band took. But. We've made it. To, we, we've made it work. N- none of this hinders our band. Sure, we can't do one-offs and what, oh, no, that's know, fine. Or, or whatever. Who cares? Who cares? We've done. We used to do a million of those. You know, there was a time where it was just like we would do too many. We would do a show in San Diego once a month, or, or Anaheim, or or wherever, L.A. and all yeah. that shit. So that was cool, you know. But we also don't need to do that. It's a professional touring act now, you know.
0: Yeah, you and Josh always had this like really special connection musically because you're all kind of. You call it kind of bubbled up like around the same time, because even like uh, we're talking about your like the vocal style. If you look at, at his guitar playing, was also like the uh, like the. I was wondering if those those chords like invoked something, because if because uh, you, li- you like you listen to uh, to Death Atlas like that. I mean, Travis. Like I've been listening to your band the past three weeks, and it's really helped me. Uh, fall in love with the genre again mm, cool and uh, I was just I was like what
1: genre? oh that's you the question got me. that's the question I, I was like
0: it may it's there's you get, you get you get these burst of moments that make you re-fall in love with heavy music again yeah you know like this was like a very that's fresh awesome. record and I found and I found myself crying good <laughs> and I say good because I that's like, a what the fuck that is, is going a, on
1: that is a real reaction that's my favorite reaction
0: yeah because I've like, seen
1: what? it it's like what the f- like how did since Anthropocene I've seen it
0: how did like you guys are evoking emotions which is extremely rare in heavy music as as, as far as like this this extreme like how did you do that I mean this, I mean we're talking like for me it was like the self title track which is nine minutes long yeah but you don't mind and you 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 just go on for like this you're just going on like this journey yeah. It's like, like, how did you do that? Um, well, we, we just really, um, we, see, I love that record, man. It sounds like you put, it sounds like you put a lot into that record. We did. In, in particular. We did. Um,
1: it was very, we, we, we crafted it a little carefully. Um, a, a, we spent a lot of time trying to craft it, uh, to be the right thing. Like, you yeah. You don't just well, Terrasite's interesting because we we actually what you hear on the record the, the sequence of songs are what how they were written oh wow yeah uh, in, in the in the same uh, sequence that they were written with two songs switched mm-hmm. um, and uh, so we 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 for terasite at least we we wanted I wanted to do like the one eighty degree opposite of what we did on death Atlas. so. And it was a little bit more like with what we did with Monolith for Terracite, where Death Atlas was like, um, you know, well, we we knew we didn't want to repeat this. You can't – we're not going to be able to – we're not going to just repeat this. We, people didn't want another downer record. I, I didn't want another downer record. I wanted mm-hmm. it, and I, that's my favorite shit. <laughs> I love yeah. depressing, you know – for lack of better words, suicidal-sounding, you know, stuff. I'm really into the suicidal black metal or whatever, all that kind of shit, and Mm. funeral doom and all this kind of crap. Um, But we couldn't do that again. So we had to do, you know... We wanted it to be a lot more energetic on this one or whatever. Um, I wanted... I mean, personally was hoping that Death Atlas would stand on its own, you know, with that um, being said. So we... I don't know, man. We just had a lot to say. We were really, um, I'm really into, like I said, depressing kind of stuff. It's a very depressing topic. You know, the world is destroyed mm-hmm. and everything's gone. What do you do? So that's why Terrasite is the way it is. I'm, it's, it's serendipitous and, and incredible that it, 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 came out during spring of this year, which is beautiful. I, I, that was an accident. I wanted this record to, to conceptually in the the cover and everything to to exude this you know springtime feeling new new life new mm. rebirth you know all this stuff everybody came out of the pandemic can you imagine if we just doubled down and did more you know super depressing you know shit it would be stupid <laughs> i i watched neurosis do it back in the day when they put out through silver and blood it had all these that was like their monolith it had all these like Parts that people liked, but it didn't just focus on those parts in the yeah. way that I think Death Atlas, people have complained that Death Atlas does. Um, I don't see that as a deal breaker. Other, Complain? Others might. I have. But that's the thing, dude. Okay. It's a sea of positivity. And then the, the, as an artist or whatever, the ones that stick out to you are always going to be the shitty comments. They're always going to be the ones that are dude, the negative God. because it, when, it's, when, it's, when it's a bunch of positivity. Sure. You know? Uh, and I'm thinking my lucky stars that you know I'm very fortunate to, that we've gone this that it's, things have gone this way for us. It may not, again. <laughs> it may go on a, it, it may go on a different trajectory next. We don't know. Um, the, the, people's mindsets and stuff change constantly. Like I said, I, I don't know what people want anymore. I don't. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really even see eye to eye musically with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, in this kind of genre specifically not that i think we're doing some amazing thing and they're not it's not that it's just i'm just it's just weird i was starting to say it earlier i worked at a record store and for years many many years different record stores back in the day when when we didn't have you know um uh, spotify and and uh, algorithms and social media directing (laughs) us what to listen you know putting a, effectively putting us in our own echo chambers, creating echo chambers for us that, mm. that we, you know, through algorithms, funneling stuff that like-minded stuff that you've clicked on before or whatever. Yes. Um, we had to, you know, like, well, shit, look at album covers and hope it didn't suck. And, um, and anyways, I worked at a, I worked at a record store and I was able to, I, I worked with all different types of, of people that listen to all different types of music. I never thought I would get so into, say, like world music, uh, uh, music from around the world, uh, th- different, so like Indian film track uh, soundtracks or, or psychedelic, Turkish psychedelic or, uh, or prog rock uh, from Turkey uh, from the you know 60s and whatever. And um, th- there's this label called Soul Jazz that they're, they're kind of like, this is like an algorithm before algorithms. Uh, where it funnels, they, they, they put out all this awesome stuff from around the world that you never would have thought existed. And it's, a lot of it's just really mind-blowing. And you get to learn about other cultures and stuff through this. At least that's how I looked at it. So oh. I was exposed to so damn much. And when blood, metal, I feel like, is already running through my veins and I play it every damn night
0: uh, yeah. on a tour
1: cyclically since for 20 over 20 years. Sick. Um, it's not... It's not going to be what I come home to. I'm not that metal, unfortunately. I, I guess, uh, but if, you know, um, we've we've noticed something about bands, touring bands over the years, metal touring bands. The ones that are like the rookies or just haven't been doing it long are the guys that are driving at the at the end of the night, saying, "All right, see you later," and they're blasting death metal, leaving yes. the parking lot. Yes. The people who have been on the road plenty of times. They're blasting Brian Eno or 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 Godspeed You Black Emperor or something very you know yeah. mellow and <laughs> and pretty. Um, I think we're all as musicians and and artists or whatever. Um, I think we all, most of them, have you know, a mental or emotional um, illnesses or deficiencies or, or or whatever. I think we all. Uh, kind of have something going on upstairs you know Mm -hmm. and uh i've noticed you know like the most uh the the biggest artists or whatever have some of the most problematic pasts, whether it's mentally or 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 like even in their relationships or or whatever you know look at freaking john lennon um (laughs) you know shit like that um i think musicians just tend to be um kind of fall on that side of of things um what what do you fall? Oh, I'm, ADD. You know, I grew up. Um, I'm the depressed person. You know. Yeah. What, uh, what was your upbringing like? Totally fine. Middle 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 to you know middle class uh, middle. To, well, I found out that m- my parents were way poorer than they made me think we were. You know? Really? Yeah. Uh, but they were working their asses off to get to a point um, to make a better future for themselves and their kids. Yeah. And. Um, I didn't really even know until the last 10 years or so when they start telling, Oh, back in, you know, blah, blah, blah. We were destitute. We had like what, 50 bucks in the account. I was like, really? Okay. Well, you did a great job of, you know, raising us and also making us think like, you know, that we were fine. Um, My dad grew up very poor and didn't want his kids to feel that way, you know, and stuff. Um, So Wow. Yeah, but so I honestly, it's chemical. I have no reason. I've been given no. There's been nothing that's happened in this life, um, to make me feel the way I do, and that, that just tells me it's just it's it's chemical, um, you know. And I think that's one reason why I've, that I um write these lyrics and stuff. I think I'm just kind of acting out, you know, um, I don't, you know, I. I'm most mellow when I'm on the road because um, I get to go up there and scream every night at everybody mm-hmm. and um the next day as long as I don't have a bunch of stuff to do you know like I TM'd our portion of the i on a Marth tour and that just sucked because it was just like dude I gotta do all this stuff on stage luckily it was only what 30 minutes or something it's a lot but yeah it's lame um, so I'm at my most like resting phase or whatever when I'm on on the road um, the next day and stuff because I was able to physically, literally physically get out any kind of you know um, demons or <laughs> whatever, dude. I don't yeah, know. I'm I not think, trying to be all.
0: No, I think everyone has has demons. Even if you have a good upbringing, a bad one. It's like I I think like everyone has like like a family. There's like. Big ones. There's little, small ones. I was just thinking, like uh, today, which you actually awakened, uh, this like, like like the first time. It, it, it's been a while because you know I, I do, you know I eat, you know pepperoni pizza and stuff. So I do eat meat, <laughs> but but not but not like a lot. And right when I dove into your catalog, there was it's either I believe it's an outro to a record. Oh, dude! On, and there's. There's uh oh, you're talking about yeah, so there's like a slaughter of pigs going on. <laughs> it's a uh, this was the and, and 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 the sound was so horrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah, And I literally I, I was I was in the garage where, where we jam. I was really, I was really, I was pacing around my, my room. I was like just like listening to this thing. I was like <sighs> and I haven't felt that way in a while. My like, damn what guards are like do what like what, what, what the fuck are you eating, man? Yeah. It it made it wishes what what you want, you know, good art to do. You want you want it to make you stop and like feel feelings and yeah. have, and face and face your own demons and like think about shit differently. I was like, you It was you, like you a, guys did you're that. talking about this thing
1: is it like a 10 or 12 minute outro? It's, at, it, at it, it's a long outro too. Or, yeah. It's just funny cuz it's like I'm sure that <laughs> ends up on Spotify and people are like, "What in the hell is this nonsense?" Yeah. You know, it's just It's crazy. getting bro. slaughtered with the sound of uh, I believe it was this guy John Weiss uh did the uh electronic like Noise and stuff, um, like an ambient soundtrack to it to make it a little more unnerving. And then we just kind of mix it all around. I've always been into, like, experimental kind of, you know, avant-garde noise and crap like that, too, you know.
0: Do you think that was maybe even, like, a precursor to what you would even do a couple records later? Like, that kind of, like, which people have spoken about you and, and Cattle in this way where, like, you do, like, it's, it's obviously extreme, but there's, like, this emotion evoking element to it
1: well yeah we did the on the harvest floor we started with that with this uh, woman named Jarbo she was uh, who was a massive fan of she she was in a band called Swans who is one of my favorite bands of all time so um, that was an amazing feat um, to get her on the record and so I created this like you know it was supposed to sound like a like a like a, like a dirge like a funeral march type thing um and so we composed it. I did all you know, synths or whatever. I'd have to go back and look and to see who had credit, give credit to who actually did it. But, um, um, and it was supposed to just be this long build up to the last song. And then I personally liked that model a lot. So we did it again and then again, and then again. <laughs> monolith anthropocene death atlas all have that um somebody was i did an interview like a couple of days ago and these guys were say, um with these guys in mexico and they were saying hey i you know i noticed there's no they said they called a ballad ballad yeah oh, there's shit. no ballad on the on this record i'm like actually i realized oh they're talking about the intro the, the mm. separated intro track to the last song that we've been doing on the last few records yeah um and I was just like, actually, you're right. Uh, but the last song pretty much is just another body. is pretty much as dirgy, and it's it it just it's the same kind of um, way that we've been ending our records. Just it's all condensed into one song now. That's why it's ten whatever minutes, because it has like the long you know pretty piano intro or whatever uh, connected to it kind of thing instead of separating them. Death Atlas was one of those things. where We had like all these peaks and valleys and stuff, but the valleys were really low. And you know, half the time we're doing those so we can use them as live. I hate talking to the crowd, man. I'm not a front man. I'm not. I'm a vocalist. I, 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 there's the difference. I, I interesting. I, I if it was up to me i would have i just hate hearing my voice dude like i'm even going back and watching this i'm like oh god oh, i god. i hate the sound of my voice that guy sucks i hate <laughs> it um i got this yeah this high little voice uh, i hate it
0: um yeah because you because you uh, yeah you can't even drink caffeine i can't you got uh, your mind your well, mind is going huh i do
1: and i just i've I, I need to not is what it is i need to not especially mostly coffee yeah because like a good can of Coke or once in a while is the shit or the, the bottle, you know, the bottle of Coke.
0: Isn't it kind of, do, uh, do you ever look back like when you were, you know, a kid hanging out with, you know, uh, like a, eventually people that will go and, and have some notoriety in like, in like the heavy genre and like, and like literally like over 20 25 years later, like you're, like the band's even bigger now. Like, it's kind of a, you've know, you, you lived a crazy journey, man. Yeah,
1: and that's what I was kind of getting at earlier with the whole, like, we never went away sort of thing. It was just like... It's insane. It's a lot longer, uh, I feel, to me, than it might have been for other people. Like, some bands, you know, came out, popped, did a lot of touring, went away, and then came back out, you know, and, and did it again, or whatever. And it's like, we never... I, I feel like they might have been afforded a, uh, you know... Stopping and taking a breath of fresh air and then come back reinvigorated or something. But we've done it cyclically in the same way that Cannibal Corpse did, you know, since, not,
0: you know, 1990 or whatever. It's insane. Your, your, your career is, I keep going back to it, it just makes no sense to me. It just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's bizarre. It's timing and just,
1: well, see, that's the thing. is I'm not, <laughs> that's not, that doesn't, that's not fair to the guys because they're the ones writing this music. You know, I, I come in and I write the melodies. Um, and then Otero will do some little, uh, he might have some things to say about certain things. Um, but lots of bands have put out awesome records and, and didn't, um, get as much attention or whatever. Um, so I feel very thankful that people, we, for whatever reason, we've been able to, um, still connect with the youth. The youth is... I mean, you have to, you have to still stay in their, uh, uh, peripheral, you know? Yeah. You have to be in front, you have to, not that you should, you know, pander to them, don't pander to anybody, anybody, you know, not even really, you got to do it to your, to your fans to some extent, cause you don't want to alienate them, mm-hmm. but you know, do what you want. You got to do what you do, what you, take risks, you know, it's, it's important. I think it's important it, to take risks and just definitely do what you want if you're not doing it for yourself or or first you know at least primarily you can make it a job later fine if it brings in money great you win bonus but you gotta like what you're doing and it has to mean something to you or else I mean I don't know
0: pose or shit otherwise
1: (laughs) i know know
0: that's a bad word now but no no i I don't know it's uh it's very it's very fitting it's very fitting
1: you gotta do what you want and hope that i guess if you're trying to make a career out of it or or whatever then hope that it resonates and maybe it will and you know not everybody's supposed to do this
0: no (laughs) no just from just just fight just from the physical factor no no. yeah and then the, the psychological factor that that comes with that, you know.
1: That's the thing that that's the part that people don't that doesn't get acknowledged enough because I think people automatically assume, shut up, dude, you're you're fine. You have pl- you have legions of fans or whatever, sure. and you're or you make money at this. You get to you've been to Perth, Australia, and, and swam in the waters. I haven't, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, but everything comes with a price, you know.
0: Everything <laughs> has a price. Yeah no matter how good it is or how bad, how bad it is, everything in life has a price. Yeah. You know? And there is there is there is a price to what what you do. And like, I, I, and you just never took a break. Yeah. And didn't get burnt out and still went up. That's but, the thing I
1: don't... I, I still... Like, dude, when, when... I don't get it. Uh, on this tour, this tour and the last one, um, specifically this one, uh, that's the a deci- decibel tour we just did. At the end, I have a ritual. I basically get off stage, I go and I take a shower, and then I go and I sit there Pretty much naked on the bus uh, with a towel around me. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I always have to close the curtains. Yeah. Um, and I sit there and I add stories and I, the pe- of people posted, you know, and I'm sitting there watching these going, Who is that person? Like, what in the hell? And how long do they have to do this shit? Talking about myself or, sure. or Josh or, or Dave, yeah. you know, we're all getting up there. Um, Dave specifically. How? I, I don't, it's insane. Uh, this man. Uh, he's just, he, he, blows my mind. Um, the physicality involved with what he's doing. Uh, and then myself too. And I'm watching these videos going, how are we doing this? Like, <laughs> I don't know either. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and I'm not talking about like, you know, the music or any kind of mind blowing thing or anything like that. It's no, I'm just talking about the physicality of it. Like I'm 48 years old. Like how much longer, how much longer can I even do this? Luckily, I've, I don't feel like I look like it. I get told a lot that I don't look 45 or, or 48 or my age or whatever. Um, I don't really, I didn't really start feeling that way until even, you know, I guess coming back from COVID. That put a lot of things into perspective.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of perspective. You're
1: just like, dude, this is tough. Like, this isn't easy. Touring is so much lamer now than it used to be. Have you noticed? I mean, it's it used to be so much more fun or something. Now just there's logistical things. Have you been to Europe since COVID? Yeah. I mean, it's that was a little bit
0: different. That was
1: troubling. At least the, the festival season last year.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: broke me in half, dude. Really? It was just brutal. Just And, and more so like the log- logistical things. Just even showing up and then 35 hours later going, where's our equipment? Just that kind of shit, you know? Like, just the stuff nobody really thinks about. It
0: breaks you down over time. I think little things will just break you down. It's yeah, you little little things and just fucking eats there and it's a little fucking ma- manifest. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And usually it will manifest to you wanting to quit, but uh, it looks like you guys haven't got. But well, that's it. the Great. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how
1: many times yeah. I've said that's it. I'm, you know, or I'm done, or you know, blah blah blah. Like I think everybody, most bands, go through that shit or whatever. Parasite um, has completely reinvigorated us Uh, last year was just that's great last year was just brutally tough Um, uh, I want to forget about 2022 for the rest of my life it was just stupid but it produced a a record that that we're gonna be able to you know reap the benefits of I
0: guess and go on tour and continue doing our thing Um, it's great I mean yeah I mean going I mean we're talking you know Death Atlas like like, like your your seventh record in like you're getting like you know now you're playing in arenas.
1: Who, who would have fucking thought? Well, that, yeah, the, the Kia Forum, maybe? Who, yeah, you guys, you guys play Kia. What the fuck? It was, uh, I mean, I'm just going to assume that'll never happen again, just because, you know, I'm a pessimistic asshole, but yeah. also a realistic um, asshole. Um, and I, that was I, I told my parents, I was just like, guys, if you're ever going to come out to one of our shows, you should probably do this one, you know. Let's do this one. This, what a never, highlight, man. We're never going to be able to do anything like this again, I don't think, unless you we... You'll never go, know, man. I know. Never say never. I, I I know. But at the same time, it was just like, we shouldn't be... I mean, we're allowed to play here? You know, this, is, <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we were the first band with blast beats to, to play that stage, I think, you know. I don't know of any other tours or whatever. That had. that It was
0: all death metal, at least. Like, how fast you... I mean, you literally... He chose like the tortoise road and it's yeah. climbed like climbed up there dude yeah well it's it's insane it's insane it's it's you know
1: i probably look like it's taking a toll on me but <laughs> um
0: oh, well, I, you know oh, we it, also it, just uh, got off
1: tour and i'm like uh, i'm sure. like fresh off covid and had a few beers last night and so, A you yeah <laughs> well i brought home from three floyds back from
0: uh indiana oh shit, it's like the best yeah. the best. Yeah. So, heavy shit. Yeah. I, I love my It's heavy.
1: Yeah. I, I finally came around to the hoppy thing. I yeah, was a Pillsner guy, guy for a while, but I like them. I want to drink less and have it mean something.
0: See? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good way. That's a dangerous, good way to put it. <laughs> that's what I'm sort of saying every now and <laughs> Yeah. So, same. Just have like a, you know, one or two. Heavy ass beers and okay, it's us chill. Yeah. But people make mistakes, then what they want they want to keep going. Yeah, dude, because it th- tastes so good and your your judgment's
1: great. decreased, and that that alcohol <laughs> now doesn't
0: taste so you yeah. know, biting. It's stuff. true. It's true. I love it. I was just uh, what was also uh, fascinating is that you recently uh, reconnected with one of the uh, co founders, uh, Dave. Yeah, dude. You have been plagued with Dave's. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> right? This Is Dave? That sounds like a song. A plague of days. Yeah, it's just um, like, it's, you're just, like, surrounded by, by days. I just want to tell you, uh, c- uh, congrats, you know, just having, you know, after what, well, you haven't, he hasn't been a band for 20 years? You guys, I assume you guys haven't talked since.
1: Oh, well, uh, so, okay, yeah, um, Dave and I, I haven't talked about this much. I think I only mentioned it in, the, in like, this one interview or whatever, um, mm. We stopped talking to each other in 2003, you know, we parted ways or whatever, we let him go, and um, no reason to even talk about any of that at this point. Of course. Um, the uh, we it, It's just really cool, um, I, and I'm not like this, I hold grudges, dude, I hold grudges. I'm a grudge holder, I'm a petty yeah. bastard sometimes when it comes to that if I feel like I've been given a reason. Mm. Um, and over time, I just felt like that, the you know, this one didn't really need to be like this. But what w- happened was I'm at, you know, Gabe's, uh, our co- other co-founder of the band, Gabe Serbian, played drums for the Locust for many years. And he passed away uh, the day, actually the day before we were leaving to go in the studio. And um, so to record Terrasite. You know, we get there, um, shit, week, week and a half later, Trevor passes, you know, and I was in a real bad spot mentally and emotionally. Uh, just a, just, my head was just swimming, you know, um, lots of pressure, you know, for the record and this and that, and then loss, you know, and mm-hmm. having to process that. And I get to, I, you know, it was a few, few weeks later, uh, Gabe's memorial, Happened at the Casbah in San Diego. I wasn't going to miss it, so I left the studio. I flew flew home, um, and went to the Casbah. And you know, I'm standing there. You know, I was a wreck. I was an emotional wreck, dude. Um, and I'm standing there. Or I go to the, walk to the bathroom, and I hear this: "Hey, Travis." And I look over, and it's Dave Astor. I haven't seen this guy since 2003 ish. Oh my um, goodness! You know, um, and we. Uh, hate each other th- this whole time. I talked a lot of shit about this guy. Um, he did – he reciprocated. He did the same. Um, I held a grudge s- severely and there was something, you know, death of a friend will make this – will put things in perspective I guess, you know. Uh, so I'm walking and I hear this, hey, Travis. He's like, what's up, man? And I just hugged him and – It was weird, you know, like when I say weird, what I mean is it's weird for me. It's, it wasn't a weird thing. This is how Mm. people uh, recover and and get through loss and stuff and process it. Um, And that, you know, meant a lot to me. He said some things at night that meant a lot to me. And, um, so I just, you know, Everything was cool from then on out, and I'm. It's weird to talk to him now. Like, it was like we spent the rest of the night together hanging out. went to a party afterwards, wow. and it was just like I'm transported back to 1998. Whoa! You know, I, I'm just it's 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 him and I again talking about the same shit. He's the same dude, um, and I'm very sentimental like that. So it meant a lot to me. That's a lot of things he said, and I was happy to squash, you know, squash the beef. There's people that I will, I will go to the grave um, keeping the grudge against because they were that shitty. Mm. But this just wasn't one of those situations, I felt. You know, it just wasn't. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that, that it wasn't just... I, I spent weeks going, did I do the right thing? Was that right? Did he do the right thing?
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> you know, did Dave do the right thing by saying hi? And uh, I'm just glad he did. I'm glad he did. It helped. I mean, it's just part of learning about yourself. 48 years in, I'm still learning still, about myself, you know?
0: Um, it kind of sucks that someone has to die to yeah. bring people together. It's, it sucks when that, when that shit happens. But yeah. then there's like, there's like this beautiful thing comes after that. It's so, it's so bizarre. Well,
1: and I realized i had wanted
0: this to happen for a while. Really? You know, I,
1: yeah, that's kind of part of the processing of it. So I I realized that I had actually wanted to squash this and didn't really, didn't really realize it, Mm. but I can say, yeah, there's definitely people that have, nope, (laughs) there is, uh, is some people are deserving of your hate, Uh, absolutely, there are people, um, but that's between you and them, you know, and I, I remember people being like, oh, come on, squash it, no, dude, shut up,
0: get the hell out of here, get the hell out of here, not this one, no, no, but yeah, it was cool.
1: I mean I've had to send them money over the years and stuff like that. It's like now I can just be like, Hey Dave, what's your email? You know? Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. your what's your PayPal instead of like having someone else do it and having this degree of separation?
0: <laughs> is there is there like a like uh there's a part of you where like I don't give a fuck about anything or what anyone says about me, but for some reason when it's someone that you had that kind of history with, when they sent you something nice to you, it just hits you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Uh, we uh you know, pass uh, band members with uh, with Sui, like when they say something very nice, you're like, "Thanks, man." Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it just means something. Yeah, yeah. Because then you you just go back to that, that time period when you were like a kid, you know, like your like, one of your like childhood friends, you know, see, sees you grown up and has something you know positive to say about you. It's, it just means a lot. Yeah, you know, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, um, I've I've experienced that. Yeah, and didn't really expect it, and then it's nice to hear. You know, but I don't know. Well, life's weird. Life, oh life, life is. Relationships are weird. People are weird. Um, I'm definitely. I feel like I'm weird. You know.
0: Yeah. Just. But Travis, you are the best version of weird I ever seen. Thanks, Thanks, babe. You're awesome, man. I appreciate that. I mean, again, like just uh, thank you for you know kind of re, invigorating my you know love for. Heavy music, you know. It's uh, you know I'm in a weird spot in my life and uh, my my band's career as well. So doing you know just listening to to you guys has meant like a lot, you know. Just drive driving up here and you know crying. It was, it was now it's like damn, this is I cannot wait. To hang <laughs> with Travis. This Dude, is that sick. is
1: like seriously, that's the best. The thing about that is you can't fake it. You can't. I mean, if you're faking crying to someone's music, then you're you got some problems. Well, <laughs> you know, you might want to <laughs> yeah. you know reevaluate. <laughs> or, shit, I, I would turn it off and go. Let's you know, let's get to the bottom of why you're crying uh, oh, or sure. why you're faking like you're crying here. Yeah. But I've seen people do it starting with the Anthropocene songs, uh, mostly in Europe. I, that's where I first noticed really? it playing uh, this festival, and I'm seeing these two people up front crying and turning to each other and, like, Whoa. really crying. I'm like, holy shit, that is the sickest. And I know they're doing it because it's it's on this emotional part of the song. It's not like, yeah. you know, uh, it, it was ev- evoked by, by us playing something. Um, you know, maybe they're like, oh, I'm, we're finally seeing this band. We, you know, or yeah. mom really liked this band and she's gone, so we're getting to see it for them. I, everybody's got their reason. Sure. But when it's because of what you're playing, it's amazing. It's just the best... It's my favorite feeling, dude. It's my favorite thing to see. And I know that sounds, that might sound kind of sociopathic. <laughs> no. But the reason why I enjoy it is because that's, that's you can't fake that. You know, that's a no. genuine response. That's a completely genuine response to something. And uh, it's beautiful. There's something beautiful in that. Death metal and the words beautiful sh- were never supposed to be together. And that's kind of like, I, I, Think that's a cool thing. I mean, for me, I, that's that's what I'm happy about being able to. When, when I first saw it, I was just like, I do. I only want this now. I only want people to to cry and and blah blah blah. Mm. I honestly, that's that was the that's that was us. Uh, Death Atlas was us paying attention to the response from from the crowd and like we we did it, it did lend itself to why or lead to why there was so much uh, emotional stuff in that record. Having gotten so, you know, being so like stoked with how that stuff went, we, there's still little moments of it in Terracite, but it's um, a little more fewer far between and not so heavy, uh, heavy handed on on that, you know, on the Mm -hmm. emotional side of things. It's not just total like head in the dirt, you know, um, it, it, they, they find, they find their place into it. Like you were saying earlier, how it's like mixing melody and, and, and stuff with, with something that's raw and visceral sounding or whatever, um, uh, in, intense or or whatever sounding. Those aren't, those are two flavors that go great together. Uh, but you know, you don't really know until you try or whatever. And, and I don't know, I'm really stoked on that people, that that kind of stuff resonates with people, and they're not just going, oh, God, there he is again, doing this stupid weird Gollum voice or whatever, and blah, blah, blah.
0: Complete opposite. I hope so. I mean... Complete opposite, man. It's it's, just—it's fascinating to me how you even found that voice. Well, it
1: was just... I haven't heard anything like it. It was just um, wanting to be... wanting to do something different for myself or whatever, and... um, It actually helped. I noticed, like, our our presence in Germany or (laughs) fan presence in Germany kind of ramped up. I think they just like, uh, you know, they like their... Except the thing I've noticed with Germany is they like their... They want their grindcore to be grindcore, their death metal to be death metal. They don't really want the death grind (laughs) (laughs) or or whatever, you know. They want their tech death to be tech death and not too much crossing the streams. But um, so, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't even know why I was mentioning that but i I noticed that that that, that they're a good gauge for you know if you're doing something right within maybe the metal sphere you know um because they just get so much it's it's a ingrained in a lot of their lifestyle over there um it's not over here it's a little more flavor of the month where you know um there's not too many people in their 70s going to metal shows but go to valken you'll see plenty of them there, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, this is, these are lifers, like, um, so I think that's, total that, that was kind of cool, and it was like, oh, well, shit, we're making, finally, people in Germany are starting to give a shit, and, uh, I think maybe it had a lot to do with writing, they were writing catchier riffs, and, uh, I was following up with, you know, catchy sounding choruses, and mel- or we call mm-hmm. them choruses, I don't even yeah. know, um, you know, melodic parts, um, and I'm, I'm glad that they it resonated with them because I thought I, it was it was an experiment. I mean at least in my mind it was. I don't mm. maybe the rest of the guys had a different opinion, but to me it was very much an experiment and um, talking about monolith uh, and connected. We'll see what happens and it worked. Can't, you know, gave can't us fake a, that gave us a second career and you know um, I liked what we, I liked the sound of it. I liked what, what we were doing or at least I was having fun doing it. Not, it sounds like it. It's not so much not so fun live when. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do twenty when, voices. When you can't hear once. yourself, and you're doing the rest of the stupid voices. Yeah. yeah. God.
0: Oh my goodness. That dumb,
1: dumb corner I painted myself into.
0: So a uh, new record came out in May. People are yes. loving it. You know, you know, people are are loving your record when you go on Spotify and it's just, it's all like the new record. Yeah. You know, can't can't fake that either. See, I, I,
1: I'm so lost when it comes to the Spotify thing, dude. Or.
0: Or like streaming numbers. It's endless. Stay stay out of it, dude. It's it's not it's not it worth sucks. it. it sucks. It'll, it'll drive you insane.
1: As long as someone Steve Davis or somebody's paying attention to it, I, that's all I care about. I,
0: well, know,
1: let well, them do it.
0: Well, I'll I'll tell you that people are jamming it, so it's great, right. man. It's it's, it's 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 really cool to see, you know, you know, for me watching you as a kid, and then even later on in your second one in, in your career, like still, people are still jamming those records. You know, that's inspiring. For it's weird. For for me, it's weird, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, like I said, I mean it's it's weird to have this backwards trajectory or whatever of, of how things usually go. Backwards yeah, career. a backwards, career. It's, so, yeah, it's a backwards so, career. it's so weird. Yeah. Man. But that's how it should be. Or, or I mean, it makes sense. We're we're a backwards band. I mean <laughs> like well, I, shit <laughs> sure. we tu- we tuned at standard. <laughs> we tuned to e flat or whatever, standard tuning. Uh I, nobody no, bands just haven't That's been. So they, they just weren't doing that. Like That's uh, sick. everybody started doing drop A or whatever, you know, drop Z, yeah. um, which I loved. Uh, I, yeah. I always loved that sound. And but we always stayed with E flat, which is interesting. Nobody, most bands don't really do that. Yeah, and you know, talking about like, we've got albums that are concerned with uh, you know animal welfare and and it's very what people would consider non death metal um, type things and. You know, we just kind of stayed in that lane and did our thing, and, um, now, shit, I mean, if we came out now with that stuff, it'd probably be, received a lot better, who knows, just people with more open minds, or whatever, now, about things. It's the, it's the main reason why I'm, I'm, probably one of the main reasons why I'm willing to be open now about mental health, you know, Yeah. and my struggles with it, or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. It's okay to do now. <laughs> or, yeah, so it's or it's okay. like, you know, because everybody's dealing with it, dude. Like, it seems to some degree. It's
0: just, hard being, it's just hard being a human in general, man. It's yeah. hard being a human. We're always trying to be our own, our own human. It's weird. It's, it's, it's a tough mental, emotional, spiritual journey, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough. Well, uh, well, Travis, I just want to thank you for, for making the drive here. I've been wanting to sit down with you for quite, quite some time.
1: Same here, man. I, well, I had, well like, over a year. I had a lot of people... Uh, like I told you, I, I saw the Glenn Benton one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought it was... I, thought, I I don't know. I liked it. I liked that episode. I, I thought it was great. It was the first one I saw, and then I saw like another one. Both times, you were wearing a dystopia shirt, so I wore my dystopia shirt Oh, oh I, I knew what it was, but it was. That's sick.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> that's
1: good so I was... <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, and I was... Um, and then... I had noticed, so like you know, like I said, half the time we're talking about it. Obviously, it's the cats out of the bag. I'm not paying attention to the to to my peers. Yeah. Um. And uh, a lot of people when I when I was mentioning it on Twitch or whatever, like I started seeing people go like, "Dude, will you please do Chris Garza's podcast?" And I was like, "Weird. I just I just saw an episode the other day, and like you know, like you said, it's legit. You've got multiple cameras and everything. Looks.
0: I don't know what this is about though. Can you please explain this? Uh, real quick. Uh, we were. Is this episode coming out in December? Isn't? Is, uh, no. This is going to drop next <laughs> next month. So the re- reason why this tree is here is because we we played Florida and the gentle giant uh George of Course Grounder Fisher comes out to his show and he decorated our bandwagon with christmas lights
1: this was in christmas during christmas yeah, time oh that's and, cute
0: and he gets this this tree so once we came home i took the tree and i put it here yeah yeah i do that too yeah the band hates it <laughs> I, I, people give well i've I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they talk shit of course. I, I, I i you know
1: people give us stuff or whatever and it's like cool i put it up in this little thing and yeah, yeah. We get, get home and i just
0: just take it yeah yeah
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm a hoarder i have a hoarding in my blood oh
0: no, man, you, you, you all, uh, uh, gifts are, are rare, man, so if, if you get, you can hold on to your gift, man, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, and then we have some interesting ones once in a while, so... I can't imagine being, being your fucking band, dude.
1: <laughs> when it's very topical, when there's topical yeah. stuff, you get all sorts of
0: weird shit. Oh my goodness, dude. Well, Travis, again, thank you for ma- uh, making a drive. I am I'm honored to hang out with you.
1: We've got to do it again. Please. we got to do it again. It's so close. I mean, I might... I'm right there. It's not, bad, so huh? it's not that far.
0: No. And I just wanna publicly say, you know, thank you for everything that you've done for heavy music. I mean, you're you pioneered this this style of vocal that is very common in today's extreme scene. And this none of that none of this would exist without you. Oh bud. So it's I really cool. appreciate that. Thank it's, you. It's hard to accept praise like that sometimes, for cool. me, it's, but it's real, I man. I it's happening. I appreciate it. And you also inspire me to just remain a tortoise. <laughs> It's, it's real shit, dude. It works,
1: dude. The tortoise always beats the hair, bro. It's That's just, what's up. It's just what happens, you know?
0: Travis, where do uh, people find you? Well, shit. Because I know you can barely work your phone.
1: So. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not that boomer um, <laughs> or boomy. Uh, shit, I'm on Twitch. Oh, yeah, you're on Twitch. Travis Ryan the- Cattle the Cap. Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Travis Ryan Cattle the Cap, you know? I run the band socials and stuff. That's the only. Oh, sick! It's the only reason why I have a social uh, presence is because I have to run the band ones. Um, So you know, yeah, you can get a hold of me there begrudgingly. I just, you know, I really wish I could just opt out. I wish I need to find a a social media manager or something. I just want to opt out of it completely.
0: You should. That's something that you want to do. Why not?
1: For your mental, for your mental health. I mean, that's one of the. That's the best reason right there. Like it's.
0: You know, we're all human, dude. So, you got you got to step back for sure. Yeah. All right, Travis. Again, thank you. And uh, until thank you, dude. In, until next time, for sure. All right, one. That's it. Later, Travis Ryan.